You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 32 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Sounds like you had a little bit of a pregnant pause there before announcing your name. I forgot. I forgot my name. <laughs> I had to look on my name tag. My um, my little pregnant pauses. I just want I want listeners. I want there to be some anticipation, <laughs> waiting to hear hear my voice. Like, I wonder if there's going to be a special guest. <laughs> nope, it's Stephen. It's, Yay! Exactly. All right, I'm throwing down a challenge right. right now. Do it at the top of the episode. Okay. We are not going to discuss anything health-related. And go. How are you? I'm okay. What's going on? Oh, you know, living. Living. I'm, you know. Just How are the girls doing? Everybody's fine. I'm doing some things around the house today. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a rainy day. Tough to get outside. Yeah, I switched out the air filters and the HVAC system. Let's see. I uh, the uh, the cleaning lady put a nick in the uh, in the island in the kitchen. What did you do to it? You sand it down? No, I um, it didn't really need to be sanded down. So I just touched it up with with the with the paint. And uh, what kind of nick did she put? uh, You know, it's like she took a little into the marble surface. No, 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 no. Until you know how there's the it, in the cabinets below on one oh. of the corners. She obviously wasn't yeah. being as careful, but I, I just noticed it um, because for unmentioned reasons, she hasn't been here in a month. And um, I read. I hope she's okay. If she hasn't been there for a while, she, she's all right. Lauren spoke to her the other day, so sounds good. Hopefully, she'll come back to you soon. Inshallah. Anyway, so, uh, so you, you were doing stuff around the house. That's good. Yeah, and reading. I have a little book nook here. Nice. My blanket. Put my feet nice. up. Was reading. Yeah, it's very nice. I was Sounds reading. Like a very relaxing Saturday. It was. Well, the weather here was was gross, gross, gross this morning, and now it's just windy and nasty. So, uh, how about you? What's going try, on there? I, you know, I'm going to try to get outside a little bit later today. Yeah, I'm hopefully going to get a little. Sure. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm gonna do that. Do a little workout in the morning. You know, I'm feeling pretty good. You have your? Did you have your Krav class? I did. All right. I did. I'm feeling good. Feeling I always thought Krav. I thought about it um, yeah. after the coup in Turkey, in the attempted coup in Turkey in 2016, when I was getting some threats, and um, it seems like a good workout. But I always thought of Krav as just like stick your fingers in the other guy's eye or punch him in the balls. That's, like, you know, that that's such a, like, a myth about Krav Maga. It's like, oh, you just kick somebody in the balls. Right. It's just, it, what it really is, yeah. it takes from all different martial arts. Uh-huh. And it's martial arts. So could you, you like, really kick have. someone's ass? Depends how large they are. <laughs> it's a, I thought it's supposed to be, like, against any kind of opponent. Well, 
I wouldn't necessarily be able to kick their ass, but I could probably prevent them from kicking mine. Right? Isn't that? But isn't that what the, the essence of Krav Maga? That's what it is. It's so yeah. it's to prevent you you from getting your ass kicked rather right. than kicking someone's ass. Yeah. Right. So you don't walk out of there like looking to fight somebody. Right. Like, you don't walk out on the street and say like, "Whose ass am I going to kick?" Right. But what you do do is you, when you're out on the street, you are yeah. hyper aware of situations and you think about how you would react. To right. any given situation. So, you know, walking down the street in New York, right. there's any number of crazy people <laughs> at any time of the day. And if one of them steps to me, like, I'll at least right. know how to protect myself. So, when I first started, when I started doing it, maybe yeah. six months in. Is it hard? I, ran in, I mean, it's a great workout. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you've never done martial arts before, and I had never done any. Yeah. It was a big, steep learning curve oh, yeah. for me. Uh-huh. But um, I want to do it know, now. I want to do it. I, when I looked into it, it was it was actually very very expensive. Ours, I mean, it's not cheap, right? But you know, it is what it is. Like if you want good training, it's going right. to cost you. Well, the, so, the, yeah, go ahead. So, so the story that I was going to tell you is that like six months in, I ran into an old chess teacher of Jordan's on uh-huh. the street. Yeah, and he is a huge six foot five. African dude, like okay. from Africa. Okay. And he looks at me, he's like, oh, you look like you're in good shape. Are you doing yoga? I'm like, no, I'm actually doing Krav Maga. And this, this guy is brilliant. I'm like, have you ever heard of him? He's like, of course, I know about Krav Maga. And he's like, so let me ask you, if a six foot five black guy started attacking you on the street, would you be able to kick his ass? I'm like, no, man, I'd run like hell. <laughs> but that's what it teaches you. Right. It teaches, like, look. I'm not big, right. and I'm not going to kick some six foot five guy's ass if right. they attack me. But if they attack me, I'll know how to take care of myself right. and how to get so, it. And, 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 and how long was the, the learning curve? Like, how long before, like, because, you know, I do yoga, and yoga, there's like yeah. a huge learning curve and stuff. And then, you know, over time, whatever. Yeah. I would say the learning curve when I first started doing yoga, like in 2003, and I didn't yeah. do it consistently, like, between. You know, like once we moved to New York in 2004, I didn't really do it consistently until like a year or so ago. So, but yeah. I did it for two years before and it, it was, I think it was a good year of terms of a learning curve where I started feeling how, like how, I was, how, I was progressive. How often did you do it? How often did you do it? Three times a week. Okay. So that's the thing. When I started doing it. Yeah. The classes are an hour a day, you know, an hour a session. Right? Yeah. Each session is an hour. Yeah. I realized very quickly yeah. that if I did it like twice or three times a week, mm-hmm. I would never get better. So what I decided you to do You would never get better do, if you did it twice a week? Not never, but it would be really hard to get better. Okay. So how often twice do you do Twice a it? week. I do it five days a week. Oh, I do it like snap. I didn't know that. Five days a week. Oh, yeah. Every morning. Whoa. 7.15 to 8.15. Nice. So I decided like the only way I'm going to get better is by doing it. Every day and not quitting right. because I was really well, bad in the beginning. And right. Usually my tendency is, well, I suck at this, so I'm not going to so do it. So I'm not going to do it, right? I suck. Right. And then I said, no, if you, re- if you, you actually want to do something, something, you got to throw yourself into it. You got- well, that's the thing. Like yoga, I do once a week now. I'd love to do it more often, but it just, it's very, very hard to, even though, you yeah. know, I'm up early in the morning, it's hard to carve right. out that kind of time. Well, the thing is, it's muscle memory. Yeah. 
So again, the more often you do something, the more <coughs> your muscles bless you. Thank you. I hope you're not coming down with a cold. No, no, no. It's allergies, man. Oh, it's okay. really an idea. So again, it's 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 muscle memory. Yeah. And the more frequently you do something, the more your muscles will know how to do it. Right. 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 So once I started going like five days a week. Yeah. Like four or five days a week. Now I'm doing it like five, six days a week. Yeah. Like. Again, it was a few months, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you're not terrible at this anymore. You're not right. the worst one in the class now. Right. You know? And then the longer you do it, you realize, like, oh, you're really not the well, worst that's, one in the that's class Well, that's like now. the, that was like with yoga for me. Like, all of a sudden, like, something clicked, and I could do it, and it built confidence, and then whatever. I'm still, like, way bad, but. Yeah, it's like golf, right? You're never going to get great. Right. At golf. Right. But you'll have a lower level of sucking at it. If I could squeeze in another yoga a week, I think it would do me a lot of good. But it's just a question of like when classes are offered and things like that. And so, you know. So here's here's the thing though about like you never feel totally confident that you're good. Yeah. Right? Because there's always somebody who is better than you. And especially when you're like fighting with somebody or practicing with somebody who is younger than you are, right. big, bigger than you are. So do you guys do, do you like are. spar? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Faster than you are. Yeah. And has the same training that you have. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't beat them. You cannot beat them. I They've remember got you. when we lived in New York, I did some boxing. I, yeah. had, I had a trainer and the boxing was awesome until he started hitting back. Yeah. Like I could so do that, it. And it was an amazing workout. Like he'd be like, all right. Today we're just doing boxing, and so yeah. I, he'd be like, "Skip rope for ten minutes, okay?" Yeah, which really, is really hard, hard. Really, yeah. really hard. And then we would box, and you realize that those three minute rounds are incredibly long because he would have me throwing punches for seven minutes at a time, and yeah, it that's- wasted me. And we did that for a while, and then he started hitting back, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is horrible." It's all difficult because yeah. when you when you're practicing, when you're doing like three minute rounds of of jumping rope and then seven minutes your your arms are getting tired and the whole point is keeping your hands up to protect yourself but if your arms are too tired to keep your hands up you're going to get popped in the face so we do sparring there and the so how often you get punched in the face not regularly but you know i've gotten punched in the face but that's (laughs) the idea is that once you learn that you can take a punch to the face right doesn't scare i don't think i can I think yes, I'd cry. But that being said, that being said, you're not going all out. Right. Like anybody who goes all out and punches you in the face and crab, they're getting put out of the class. I think I would cry. No, nah, you'd be all right. You'd be all right. They always say like you go less than half a percent to the head. Uh huh. Right. Right. You're really not trying to tear something. And is your off is your head. instructor some like former IDF guy? Uh, no. But no, my instructor uh, is actually you punch not him in the balls. <laughs> Uh, my instructor, the guy who does the morning classes, is not Israeli. Uh-huh. Um, most of the other instructors are, but yeah. not all. Okay. And yeah, they do have this, okay, you will hit them right in the balls, and then you will run like a... But, uh, <laughs> they, all have, they all have extensive martial arts backgrounds. Right. And they're all like, you know, I look at them and I think, these guys are athletes. Like, this is what they do right. for a living. This is what they've been doing their entire lives. Right. They're all in phenomenal shape. Right. They can all kick anybody. I imagine. I also have. imagine it's just like like boxing was an incredible all body workout. Oh yeah, it's uh, great. 
It's great. And the thing that I love is like 8.30 in the morning, You're done. I'm well, finished. Dude, that's I'm what, done for the day. That's why it's great. I come in from my run and I've done, you know, I'm finished 6.45 in the morning. I've done no more before feeling. 7 in the yeah. morning than most exactly. people are even out of bed. And there's no better feeling than that because no matter what you do the rest of the day, like, you've worked out. Plus, I get to have my little package of uh, mini Oreo cookies. Yeah, exactly. baby. But I yeah. think that's the reward. That's the reward, right? If you're exactly. working out, if you're not working out and you eat those cookies, you don't feel so good about those cookies. No, 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 no. You feel terrible. Yeah. You got to have an apple on those days. Yeah. So. Life, is, life is a struggle. But All yeah. right. So you did so, Krav. So I did Krav. Yeah. I watched um, the end of Creed 2. How many times have you seen that movie? A, a lot. It's so good. Man. It is really good. It's so good. Creed 1 is really great. It is. It is. Creed 2 is good. The Creed movies are, you know, Jordan was watching, because of course it was on last night too. Right. And he's like, I like the Creed movies better than I like the Rocky movies. Which, I mean, what? I'm not going to get angry okay. at okay. blast. Okay, it's that's a different generation. That is blasphemy. Like, Right. I'm like that. Yeah. Okay. They're good movies. As far as films go, they're actually better made films than the Rocky right. movies. Well, wasn't but, wasn't you know. Ro- wasn't the Rocky the original one? You know, like on a, totally on a shoestring budget. It was all. I mean, yeah. It was it was Stallone, and he didn't have any money or anything. Like it was. He had no money. I think it was like a three million dollar budget. Right. When they made that film, he wrote it himself. Right. He, you know, produced it. Yep. He and he was really he was on he had been in a couple things. He won the Academy Award for this movie. They, I know, but before that picture. movie, oh, he had been that, in like. Remember, you remember what he was in before that? I do. It's on the tip of my tongue. Jesus, I'll tell you. Oh wait. Uh, All right, tell me. Ready? Yeah. The Lords of Flatbush. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Movie? That, Who else was in that? That was movie? on the tip of my tongue. Who else was in that movie? Do you remember? There was a lot of people in that movie, actually. There was one other person. They were in the gang, the Lords, right? The yeah. other member who was famous yeah. is Henry Winkler. <laughs> right. Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> Arthur Fonzarelli. Do you know, I had a Fonzie jacket when I was in like third and fourth grade. I used to walk around. Like just a leather jacket? or It was like the official jacket? Fonzie jacket. And it came, it came with a button. It came with a button on it that said "Be cool," but I took it off because I thought that that wasn't cool. You thought that that wasn't cool. that wasn't you're cool. Right. You're right. Because if you be cool, if you watched Happy cool. Days, he wasn't walking around with it, a button on his leather jacket saying "Be cool." He was just cool, and he would say, there "Hey, was, be cool." There was nobody cooler than Arthur <laughs> Henry Winkler, like out, <laughs> who, as it turns out, is a German Jew from the Upper West Side. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a little, he's like yeah. a little Jewish he's like kid. Five foot three. Yep. You see him online in Zabar's. I'll have the white the salad. I mean, uh, half a pound, not a quarter pound. Okay, yeah. Oh my yeah. god! But he was when we were kids. There was nobody. Cool. Oh, nobody bigger than Henry Winkler. I mean, he was huge. That move, that show. Was oh my god! Enormous. Tuesday night, eight o'clock. Followed up at on ABC. Laverne and Shirley on oh ABC. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yep, those were the days. Those Thursday were happy nights, days. Thursday nights. Welcome back, Cotter. Oh, welcome back. Probably the greatest theme song ever. in the history of TV. With the young, <laughs> with the young uh, <laughs> Vinnie Barbarino. Signed Epstein's mom, Vinnie Barbarino. 
Who? What? What? Where? When? <laughs> oh my John Travolta. Oh my god. John Travolta. Have you seen pictures of John Travolta recently? God, he's had a lot of work done. It's not See, not looking good. Not looking good. Not looking good. No. Why don't we like these guys just age gracefully? What the hell's these wrong guys with that? Hollywood stars. So what? I mean like because they don't want to have gray hair, they don't want to look bad. I don't know. All they got, their face is their moneymaker. I don't know, man. It just they it's awful. Didn't well, didn't Sly have some work done too? He has had a ton of work, not only on his face but on his body. You know that he has had ribs removed, oh my so God. that he could achieve that washboard stomach look. I guess he doesn't you have the who, he doesn't have the the mini Oreos after working out. Probably not. But you know who has aged gracefully? Who's that? Henry Winkler. Really. Sure. He have you seen like him? Normal. Have you seen him on no, the Airport side? He's no, he doesn't live here anymore. Oh. He lives in Hollywood. He does? But he He seems like, like a guy who would be like in New York. Well, you know how like Robin he, Williams lived on the Upper West? I never saw him. Oh, he did. I never saw him. Hmm. I don't really see a lot of famous people in my neighborhood. I used to see people when we lived in the city. And Lauren would always miss it. Like just wandering around. Like who? Who? Uh Hank Azaria. Uh, he actually does live in my neighborhood. And, <laughs> I saw Hank. I have I saw Woody him. Allen at Shunli Palace. Never saw. And um, I always saw the guys from um, uh, what's it called? Uh, not uh, what's it called? The crime Police, show. Police company. Not Special Victims <laughs> Unit. The other one. Um, you know what was it? Law and Order. The Law and Order guys. Not Three's Company. Not Three's Company. The guy who the guy who died from from Law and Order. Lenny. Yeah. Lenny Briscoe. Yeah, exactly. Lenny Briscoe and the other guy. We used to see him. I saw um, what's his name did a run on Broadway. He lived on the Upper East and he lived on Park. And I would sometimes walk down Park Avenue to the office. The guy from mm-hmm. ER um, who was Goose in um, Anthony, Anthony Anthony Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, I see. I saw him a bunch. My one. Celebrity sighting, yeah. That I, in my neighborhood, and yeah. he does not. He certainly does not live in my neighborhood, but I did see him here once. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Nice. I told you about that. Yeah. Yeah, and that was awesome. And honestly, like my heart literally like <laughs> stopped. <laughs> like absolutely. Like, that, uh, Bruce. I was, I was like, Aah! he's a deity. He he is the closest thing we have to a national treasure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He is. He is. More so than Anthony Edwards. Actually. Oh, yeah, Anthony definitely. Anthony Edwards is a good sighting. It was a good, a good sighting. sighting. Hank Azaria was a great great sighting. I've seen John Goodman here on the oh, other yeah. side, too. And the, I can't miss John Goodman. I mean, this was, this was obviously well after Woody Allen's Fall from Grace, but he was with what's-her-name? Sunyi Sunyi, yeah, exactly. But it's so, so funny. I'd be sitting out. across from Lauren or next to her, and I'd yeah. be like, "Oh look, oh look!" And she would miss it every time. She's like, "Where? Where? Where?" It was like right there. Where? Missed him. A lot of people see. A lot of people see Mark Ruffalo in our. Oh day. yeah. I haven't seen him. He just looks like a dude. I guess people see him. Yeah. Well, you know the story of uh, me and uh, uh, Derek Jeter, and my Alex Arod sighting. But the the Jeter yeah. one is great. So. We were online. This was pre-Maddie. We were online okay. for breakfast at a diner on 2nd Avenue. Yeah. Googie's, what year is this? Uh, it was pre-Maddie. So it was like 2004. 
early so 2005. Already, so he was already Jeter. Yeah. 2004, 2005. We're online. It's the, it's the winter. Um, or it's, it's not baseball season. It may have been. Okay. Anyway, so we're online to get into Googie's Diner, which had good pancakes, if I remember correctly. And my in-laws are visiting and my father-in-law like kind of pokes me on the, in the, in the ribs and he's like, Hey, the guy standing behind us online looks like Derek Jeter. And I turn and I look at my father and I was like, that's because that is Derek Jeter. And he's standing online like a Yeah, he was standing person. online waiting. He was with his sister and someone else uh-huh. and they got sat right after us. I call my father from the, uh, from the diner. He's like, go see what he's eating. <laughs> so I got up and what went to the eating? bathroom. He was having what pancakes. Was pancakes. Really? Yeah. Regular I saw a rod. I saw a rod standing on the island on Park Avenue. Michelle, I got caught Michelle. at a red light, and then I once ate lunch next to um, uh, Jorge Gonzalez. Who? I what, did, did I just say Jorge, Jorge, Posada? Jorge Posada? Did I say Jorge Gonzalez? Oh my god, I'm getting old. My brain is touch, melting. I'm not touching that. Don't even touch that. Don't even touch that. Michelle, Don't even go. Michelle once was online. In like a Pax Deli, yeah, behind Randy Johnson. <laughs> really, that dude was and, tall, and he was enormous. Well, she were even she recognized. <laughs> the guy looks like a giraffe. And she said, "Would you mind if I take a picture of you?" Because yeah, my husband is a big fan, and he said, "I would prefer if you didn't." Damn, that was a, yeah, that was was a dick a move. As a dick move. But, you know, at least she was respectful right. and wasn't like, hey, yeah. You know, right, right. You know, I was once, doesn't care. I was once not respectful. To whom? Dave Kingman. You were a kid. <laughs> I know. When he wouldn't give me an that? autograph. You strike out a lot. No, it was, we were, I was in like a train station and we saw him yeah. and I was like, hey, aren't you Dave Kingman? It was totally Dave Kingman. He was like, no, I'm not Dave no. Kingman. I was like, you know, you're, you're Dave Kingman. And he like. Nope, I'm not. And he took off. Jerk. Jerk. How old are you? Like eight? No, I was a bit older. How old? Seventeen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was probably like twelve or thirteen or something. I don't know. Anyway. Wait, if you were twelve or thirteen, he was still playing? No. He must have still been playing. Like what would he what would he be doing in New York City? Then you must have been younger. I don't know. I I have a, like a vague recollection of this. But I remember Dave Kingman being like a super jerk in my like asking him a couple times, aren't you Dave Kingman? You're Dave Kingman. Can I get your autograph? No. I used to go to baseball card shows when I was a kid. Yeah. And I met a decent number of former players. Yeah. I guess at the time, current players. You know who's the biggest jerk off I ever met in my life? I mean, baseball player. Yeah. Take a guess. I don't know. Mickey Mantle. Well, the guy was a drunk. Well, he was probably drunk at the time, but he <laughs> was an ass. I heard Joe DiMaggio wasn't that nice either. You know, I met him at a card show also, yeah. and I have, I'm looking at the ball that he signed. He was fine. He was? He was cold, but fine. Right, like, like he, he was cold. Like, he wasn't very warm. But, I mean, these but guys, like, dick. walked on water. He wasn't a dick, though. Somebody who works in sports memorabilia once told me, you don't want to meet your heroes. right. You just don't want to meet them. You know who was the nicest guy by far of any player I ever met? Who? Juan Marichal. Hall of Fame pitcher, San Francisco Giants, 1960s. Right. 
He was at one of the shows. He could not have been nicer to me and my siblings. Like, so, just a really menschy guy. You know who was really nice? Listen to this. So, when I finished my the first draft of my dissertation and I gave it to my advisors, and then you, like, sit around and wait, right? And it was the spring of 2000. It was, like, the early spring of – it was late winter, early spring of 2000, uh, 2003. And my dad said – Let's go to spring training. So yeah. we went to Tampa for a week and we drove around Southwest Florida going to games. My father arrived before I did. <laughs> I pull into the hotel and I grab my bag out of the car and I walk into the lobby and my father's standing there like deep in conversation with Reggie Jackson. Really? <laughs> yeah. was nice? Totally nice. See, because that is the exact opposite experience that 98% of the It was – well, you know what I think it was? My father – Shock of white hair, obviously an old timer, probably yeah. said something kind of like funny and whatever. Right. And I guess Reggie just because he didn't he have a reputation for being a dick. Yeah, he was super totally. nice. He was super That's nice really to my dad. Nice. Did he sign anything for you? I think he did. Really? Yeah. Did you have his autograph? I well, we that? split up the balls that my father had between oh, yeah. uh, me and my sister. My nephews have a couple. I'm looking at Your the nephews one. aren't even Yankees. I know, but they have, the, they have the balls. They have the baseballs. I, I don't know. They've got they've got the Reggie. Ball? I don't know. I got. I have a couple balls that are actually in my in the room I'm in right now. You should try to get that Reggie ball back. From no, I don't care. They don't like they don't like the Yankees. No, either. but they appreciate they appreciate what All my right. and especially since it's from your dad. Yeah, your dad exactly. was a big big fan. Right, big sports fan. Huge, huge Yankees yeah. fan. That was his big biggest yeah. thing. And the Giants, yeah. big Giants. And the Giants, big Giants. He watched. I remember he watched. I had to call him in Puerto Rico when the Giants won the won the uh, won the Super Bowl in two thousand seven. And of course, he was watching my. Fa- I called my mother, picked up his his cell phone, and she said, "Oh no, no, he's like holding court in the bar." <laughs> like it was like everybody was like around him watching the game. Your father can't speak that. He's talking. He's watching. Of course, he's watching the game. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so um yeah we haven't uh it's cool yeah yeah so i think uh we've probably had it for this episode <laughs> <laughs> well done the challenge was met it was met well done well I'm done really, i'm really proud of us dude I'm and i was loaded i things. came loaded for bear you know what next time we can talk about, <laughs> about it about other things, about other things. <laughs> but we just but this was we this just was a welcome diversion. It is a diversion. I, I I wonder how the AC our our the our our many many listeners across the country are going to respond to this. You know, hopefully it'll be good. Gonna, they're going to be grateful that we it's, talked about something. I have else. to be honest with you. As as much as we talked about basically nothing for the last half hour, it was a it's bit like a Seinfeld episode. It was, it, was, it was like quite therapeutic from my perspective. I feel good. I feel. Much I mean, better. I talked and about I actually, Dave Kingman. I enjoyed the Dave. How Kingman did I call story. Jorge Posada Jorge Gonzalez? I don't know, whatever. You're, you know, I'm getting old, man. I, I'm sorry, it's hard for again because I was I was forgetting <laughs> about it. Now I'll never forget about it. I was gonna let you, I was gonna let you off the hook. <laughs> Not anymore. No, I'm you really done. should. It's so terrible. You should never let me off the hook for that. Line. No, come on, man. Friends don't just keep picking up a sore wound. 
They don't pour salt in the wound and rubbing alcohol. Come on. Oh, God. All right, I guess I'm going to go back to my book nook now. Yeah, enjoy. All right, man. All right. Talk to you later. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye.